is Jimmy's podcast, season 10 on the podcast. We coming back for more, I bet you never thought we'd last, and neither did we. Breaking news, show reviews, rubber boots, reacts, and other social media crap. Anything else, you know you're gonna have a laugh. You're gonna have a laugh, oh yeah, this is the podcast. So it's Trade Center Week. Oh, yeah. Uh, here on the Sports Network, which... Uh, How many of them have you done now? I believe this is my 20th. Now, you're the only host of Trade Center, right? In the history of Trade Center? Yeah. Yeah, I yes. mean, they, they would do trade deadline stuff before. But never a Jim, show. I think Jim Van Horn, maybe, for a couple oh. of years, would like sit with Bobby and do updates. But I think mm. never a show. And it was Bob's idea, wasn't it? No, Bob's <laughs> idea was the free agent frenzy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Trade Center, Trade Center was though. I believe that the first show I did, I'm going to say 2003, and I believe it was some semblance of decency, like a four or five hour show. Yeah. And then what happened the next year? I think maybe we were going on at ten or something. So they're starting to push it. But I may get the year wrong on this. But either in the second year or the third year, Todd Bertuzzi hit Steve Moore yeah. the night before Trade. Center. I was working Huge. that night. He right. changed the fortunes of the show. And that was the night Mark Millier called me at four in the morning. Hey, um, I need you now. I'm like, what, 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 who, what? I'm... <laughs> the best is the Millier impression that everyone knows. Fantastic. <laughs> Even the listeners. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, um, big stuff happened last night. Get in here. And me and Glenn Healy were the only two people in and did like an hour of Trade Center by ourselves <laughs> with one cameraman holding a bash light up. But uh, after that, it was it was on. Ugh. I think Millier is to blame then. Me uh, or Todd Bertuzzi? Oh, Todd is to blame. Bertuzzi. Damn you, Bertuzzi! <laughs> yeah. We should have got in in that lawsuit. Uh, yeah, so twenty, but it is uh, it's long. And what we were just before we went on, uh, we were talking about what a long day it was because Puffy got out of it last year. COVID, he, COVID, and he said <laughs> he, no one has celebrated a COVID <laughs> positive test was, more than Puffy. It was an exciting day. Did you for do me. a little COVID dance? I was doing the little COVID dance, <laughs> but I was sick. I was sick. But okay. the thing was, COVID at that time. Now I bet you they'd say like, "Oh, you're good. You can come in." Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. But then it was still bad. We're no, but it wasn't scary. In. It was in that you were in that sweet zone where yeah, you like, still had to stay home, but it wasn't wasn't really scary. And I had to quarantine from everyone. Right. But they had to bring me food and stuff. So it was glorious, awesome. like, three days. I know. And he's like, I think you're fine. I'm like, I, I don't know. Might as well have been Father's Day, eh? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. There will, we will forget uh, when decades go by and we look back at this horrendous three years in the world and obviously with all sorts of awful things and deaths and all that, it, the sweet spot will be forgotten. The sweet yeah. spot of COVID where you knew where you were going to be okay but you got to just isolate and have people wait on you yes. <laughs> and just watch Netflix all day. There were some of us who had a <laughs> It was had just a like good, a few months in there. Good COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but it is, it's a long day. And what, what I try not to think about is when I have a day, like on Sunday, let's say, uh, you know, got up, uh, you know, take the dogs for a walk, go somewhere with Brooksy, uh, watch golf for three hours, have a two-hour nap, go to the gym, work out, Come home, help with dinner. I made that part up. I never help with dinner. <laughs> uh, work out too. Yeah, <laughs> work out. I made that part up too. And then suddenly it's six o'clock and you go, all that stuff I did, 
Yeah. On trade deadline, I'll just be on TV the whole time. All those things I did for that 10 hours, that's what freaks me out. It's the one day I do look at you and I'm like, he's good at the job. No, no, that's not what I'm trying <laughs> to say. But I mean, no, I but mean, it's, it's like, it's a lot. Like, no one, well, a couple people have a long day. Mm-hmm. There's, But, like, you guys who are, like, you, Ellen, there's a few of you. who are like going those, all the time. Like the whole time, there's no off. Yeah, um, I think it's also the intensiveness of it. Because it's, like... I mean, an average work these eight hours anyway, so mm-hmm. two extra for an average person probably wouldn't seem like that, but you're literally on all the time. TV is tiring too, and this is going to sound like people will be rolling their eyes listening and not like physically tiring, but I think when your brain is active like a, a lot, uh, you, I do, I get more tired than I would like physically if I was running a marathon or something like would like the day after because I think your brain mm-hmm. is just exhausted well, from, and yeah, it's not like yeah. I'm thinking of anything great to say. It's just that I'm trying not to say anything stupid. Well, look, I mean, I was there. Which I, 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 look, I, I was there. I mean, the one year we, we did live songs and everything. And even at at the end of that day, I was I was sitting there going, "Oh my god, how's how's this guy doing this?" Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think he even t- took a leak. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But but for me to be there and being on all that time, you got to be sharp. And the, the, you're right, the mental right, his mental exhaust is crazy. Anyway, uh, what I was trying to get to was this year too. We have. A Flames game the night before, a Leafs-Flames game. Oh, man. Which for you is going to be bad. For me, it's probably better. Why? Just because at least we're, like, you're going to be there anyways. At least we're doing a game. It's sort of more Oh, and just, just sitting and around. Then, yeah, rather than sitting around. But and, like, I'm thinking, but it's later. Like, we're, mm-hmm. I'm not going to You'll get be in bed later for hotel. sure. Hotel. 9.30 start? No, no post hit. I think that's what we got to oh, say. Oh, so, yeah, no. I think I'm gone after the second intermission. Oh, seriously? I think so that's happening. I, already, okay. I put that request in a month ago. But... You know when you when it gets really late and then you can't you can't sleep like you're lying in bed and go okay I got to wake up at five so mm. now I got four and a half hours if I fall asleep right now but, yeah. so I'm gonna have to medicate is it a Nyquil type of night or will that make me can too you, yeah, drowsy in the morning you, I don't yeah, know I wouldn't trust the half NyQuil. a dose maybe a little nip just <laughs> <laughs> a little nip a Nyquil shot um, <laughs> yeah so and of course everyone this is I think more than any other year. There have been more trades before. There always yeah. has been the last few years. Everyone thinks this is, it, it's, look it, it's for five or six years now, GMs have smartened up and they don't try to make deals, but this is probably the worst ever. So it has the potential to be, you know, the worst trade deadline in the sense of quality of deals. Now, well, is, sorry, yeah. is this the first one on a Friday? I, I, can I, can't, I can't think of one. It seems like Mondays, Mondays. Tuesdays. Yeah. Yes, do you think agree. like that contributes to it to somehow? Because... Oh, they're trying to just get them done before, and it's like... For the weekend. They're not going to party. Yeah. <laughs> you know no, I, mean? I, I think it just in general, over the last decade, that uh, the philosophy of GMs has been to get stuff done and not panic. I have a theory, which I've probably shared before, which may not, may or not, may not be true, but the Ryan Smith trade from the Oilers to the Islanders, so that's probably 12 years ago or something like that. Now, maybe Jeez, more? Yeah, maybe more than that. More, longer than that. I believe yeah. that was a bit of a moment because neither side really wanted it to happen. They were like a couple hundred thousand dollars apart on a contract thing, but it got close to three o'clock and, and both sides sort of panicked and he got traded. And, and I think that was a little bit of a tipping point of let's not wait this, let this go to the last second, which kind of sucked for us, but makes more sense for your general manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact Eric Carlson said yesterday, we're taping this on Tuesday, said, well, you know, Mike Greer, the GM of the Sharks, hasn't come to me yet three days before the deadline, so I don't think I'm getting traded, so... You know, that kind of stuff in the old days. I think they'd call them sometimes a day or two before, say, will you yeah. wait for no trade and make a deal? Yep, um, true. Anyway, uh, it'll be fun uh, if there's any trades left. The point uh, I was really trying to get to is uh, 
we have a world debut for you here today. Mm. Today. Today. Uh, you are faithful Rubber Boots listeners. Before anyone else on the planet, and really only the ones that either are listening or watching on YouTube, say hi, Puffy. Puffy's not in the YouTube shot, but he has to lean over once in a while. Um, and those who will listen the first night. When do you post? When do you post it at like 7 or 7.30 or oh. Eastern? James, everyone knows that the party uh, commences at uh, 6 p.m. Oh, on so Thursdays. Can, so you can, but the YouTube's at 6, but you can download the podcast also at 6? Yeah. It, it, the audio version goes up around 5.30 usually. Oh, okay. so early. Mm. The early bird didn't gets know that. the uh, pod. Okay, so if you're listening to this, <laughs> if you're one of our faithful fans who listens early, you will be among the first ears in the world. Should, should um, we name them all? Yes, to hear our world <laughs> premiere song, Bad for Bedard. Um, this, I posted a little promo today, so it's been, I think it's been 10 years since Puck Over Glass. I didn't know wow. that until I yes, looked it up. Uh, yeah, wow. that's crazy. 10 years wow. since uh, uh, Lester and I did Puck Over Glass, and then maybe six years, I think, since uh, Don't Take My Goal Away. Don't Take My Goal Away was 2016. So we like to spread out yeah. the music. Well, like yeah. you know, is there any other ones in there or no? No, that's it. <laughs> this will be our third song in ten years. <laughs> but that, like, it's not like we are, you know, musicians churning out albums all <clears> the time. You know what? Some they bands take that have long. Ta- they have lasted. Right. The songs are all still holding up. Right. Yes, so good job, like you guys. Because I'm not very, I'm simple, catchy, and then Lester does the makes them magic. Yeah. Right. But I can't really write a complicated song. <laughs> what do you listen. think I am? <laughs> uh, anyway, so. We were, th- the reason we probably haven't done songs for a while is, uh, I golf too much. That's probably number one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you only don't, you can't, you can't be doing a song every year, or every six months. It's just Agreed. get old fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and plus you need, you need a motivation like puck over glass just hit us that time and don't take my goal away. Everybody was talking about video review. Yeah. And so you didn't want to do another penalty or another thing. Yeah. And then I think maybe at the world juniors, the, the seed was planted when Connor Bedard put on that show and everybody started tanking and there was a lot of executives at the world juniors. I think I talked about this on the pod and it was clear. It was clear. There's tanking going on. Like, you know, some teams are winning games. They shouldn't be winning right now. If they're last, but make no mistake, the seven, eight, whatever teams at the bottom, nine, 10 that are out of it all want to be as close as they can to the top of the draft sure. ladder. Mm-hmm. You'd be stupid not to. And so that was actually more backstory. Uh, when I was in Arizona, um, Mike Lane, who's our kind of new hockey boss, has kind of replaced yep. Evil Quizmaster, who's in semi-retirement. He's been bugging me for months to do something else. To do a song? To do a song, do something, do yeah. something, do something. We got to go. Know that. And uh, I was in the shower in Arizona, slowly touching my glistening naked body. <laughs> but, um, he was there too? <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> was, yeah, Mike was, Lane <laughs> stepped into the shower and said, no, uh, and I, it hit me that I, I, uh, I started singing Lose Yourself by uh, Eminem. And uh, in like a half an hour, like it, I had rewritten Lose Yourself to be called Lose A Lot, a song about tanking mm-hmm. in the NHL for Bedard. And I, I can't remember the words, but it was so, I feel like it was the best work you didn't I did write in my the, life. You didn't write this stuff down? In the uh, shower? I, I didn't write it down. I know that Mom Spaghetti turned into Cole Perfetti. That's really good. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And it was just, you got to lose a lot, you know, and the whole, just the beginning, you only get one shot, one yeah. opportunity. Which is perfect. And by the way, there's 8,000 words in Lose Yourself. If you ever to Google the lyrics, I probably only did like two verses. So That's it's not like I did the entire song. Yeah. But I was very proud of it. 
And then we contacted the uh, TSN CTV, CTV Bell lawyers, and they told us in an instant that uh, we can't do an Eminem song. <laughs> See, mm. if this was 20 years ago, we have not made that phone call. No, we just would have done it. Eminem would now own the company. But everything happens mm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I start to think, well, I got to do something else. And I was, I'm really into country, as I've told you before. Uh, my, my daughter, Gracie, has really gotten me into country. So I listen to a lot of country now. And Puck Over Glass was kind of, what was Puck Over Glass? What would you call it? Just a ballady kind of, go, you got a gospel. Yeah, gospel. Right? It was a gospel, gospel, gospel thing. Gospel yeah, with, with a card at the end for sure, yeah. Don't Take My Goal Away was kind of a, a complete boy band poppy, mm-hmm. poppy ballad. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I figured we could do something country-esque. Now this is kind of country pop that it ended up being. Yes. But, uh, this is what I thought you were going for. Yeah, song popped into my head. Uh, I... I did my typical voicemail and sent it to Lester. I should play the, one of those voicemails. I, I? I listen. I've been telling people for years and years. If our relationship goes south, I have so much blackmail material on you. <laughs> like, unbelievable. This is really yeah, dangerous. The original lyrics are really offensive. <laughs> <laughs> this a lot is, of racist stuff. This is yeah. I included hard for Bedard. Hard for Bedard. <laughs> this is really dangerous. No, 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 no. Go for it. Go for it. It says Highway 404, which means I was probably recording it on the highway. Yeah, that's, that's safe. That's where yeah. the blackmail comes in. Yes. I don't have the lyrics. Oh, wait a second. I can look up the lyrics while I'm doing this. Hold on a second. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Even, Sorry. You better be pulled I fall, over. I was pulled over to the side of the road at this <laughs> point. Zero chance. And it gets a little more up-tempo for the chorus. Um, and then the second, the last version of the chorus, way more up-tempo, so more, maybe more instruments or whatever in it. You're the general manager of an NHL team winning the Stanley Cup forever. You I know you're not going to have to listen to all that. So that was like the first version, maybe, of that yeah, song. that's amazing. Uh, I love it. So I send those to Lester, and then he'll send me back, here's a tune, and I'll say, yeah, maybe a little faster, maybe a little slower, and then we'll go mm-hmm. back and forth and talk more than we talk in the entire year in two weeks. Yeah. And uh, Lester's a musical genius, and he'll put it together. And uh, the difference on this one, and i got to give a lot of love to my guys, he said to me at some point, I want you to sing a little bit of this, mm-hmm. which I was you know, terrified. Yeah. Uh, but it's every guy's dream. Mm-hmm. I think he helped maybe with a little auto-tune, but I sang, I can't do the high parts and stuff. So Lester sings mostly on this, but you'll hear me on the first couple of verses and choruses in the background. So uh, this is a song about tanking called Bad for Bedard. If you're listening, if you're one of the early listeners, then you'll be seeing the video. It's going to come out at like within a couple hours. And you're probably listening to this on Saturday or Sunday or Friday and have already seen the video. That's what I'm guessing. But uh, if you were one who got the world premiere, here's Bad for Bedard. He's the general manager of an NHL team Winning the Stanley Cup forever his dream But before you come first here, man, you gotta be last and he knows a kid who'll turn things around fast Be crappy for Connor, be bad for Bedard Losing is easy, but winning is hard I've seen some good ones, man, but this kid's next level Like all of the Hughes brothers wrapped in one devil Players won't take, nah, that just ain't their way but GMs can let all their black aces play So pick up your phone, call Kyle, call Ken Trade all your free agents, start over again Be crap-
gonna be bad for the dog Losing is easy, but winning is hard You don't need no scouts or analytica Just watch this goal against Slovakia Get my top score out, can't play too sick Trading my captain for three draft picks Called up a goalie from the ECHL Got Bob McKenzie on the cow bed I do what needs to be done To be the guy who drafts number one And if I don't win, man, don't be silly I'll take Leo the Swede or Adam Bantilly Big pong balls are bouncing 25.5% shot Keep in mind that uh, it's really, we do this for the video. Yes. More than any other thing. Like, I don't expect you all to be uh, downloading this in Apple and singing in your cars all the time. Will it be available on Apple? Uh, well, that is, that's that's the plan. Right. Yes. Can, you, can you pull that off, stuff? Can I Can you put it on off? Yeah. If I give you some... It'll be on Apple Podcasts. I can yeah, guarantee yeah, yeah. you that. But yeah, uh, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do a little digging. We'll see what we do. <clears throat> I, can, I can help. I can, I can do that. But I'll tell you that... Uh, don't take my goal away is uh, is on is on Apple. Oh, it is. It is on iTunes. So you can could we can we have a now that we have three songs is that enough for an album? <laughs> we can do an, an EP. EP. Yeah. Yep. While before before we continue here and I, and I want to thank you again for having me on the song. I'm very very happy. Oh. Okay. And I want to just acknowledge some of my colleagues that helped me out. First of oh. all, my brother played uh, drums, bass, and the keyboards on the song. Wow. Nice. Uh, Stacy Tab sang Wait, background vocals. We gotta pay all these people. No. no. <laughs> You can take care of and that, then, right? And then your friend and mine, the boy edited, mixed the boy by Robin, the boy wonder, the boy Eccleston. Wonder. Yes. Lyrics and Beats Productions. What about Tony Ferraro? Tony Ferraro? He's out. What about, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, what about uh, the vocals, James' vocals? Wasn't that Stoff who took those in? Yeah, that was <laughs> Yeah, it was the recording engineer. <laughs> that's, that's very right. true. That's, that's very engineer. true. I got to big those, up Stoff for that, too. levels and everything. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah. I can't tell you, uh, though, how uh, excited I am about the video. <laughs> the videos. It's first of all, uh, while you're doing shoutouts, uh, Matt Cade, mm-hmm. our good buddy, who was going to be a semi regular, I think, when we started this pod. He was on like a couple of times. He was on early. Right. Yeah. He was what on What happened early. to that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the beginning, it was going to be a complete rotation of everyone. And yeah. then you asked. 
just took control of it. He so. stopped. He stopped. <laughs> I was going to have different different <laughs> colleagues on every week, and then I, you guys came out the first week and never left. <laughs> pretty much what happened. Is that what happened? Is that true? Yeah, yeah kind of. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. like I was definitely only going to have you on once, and you said, When's, what time next week? And I was too sheepish <laughs> to tell you not to show up. I, I think that our uh, <laughs> iTunes like description still says James Duthie in a rotation of his friends from work or something. <laughs> rotation. Yeah. Just he has no friends. Rotation <laughs> was a big word. Years. <laughs> yeah, you're basically it. You guys are, uh, but the uh, so Devin Burns uh, is the. I think what do you? I don't know what the word is. Director I was going to say cameraman, director of photography, because mm-hmm. he's much more than a cameraman. Mm-hmm. The guy's a freaking artist. Yes, and uh, Matt Cade producing. Phenomenal. Uh, Tyson. Tyson. I can't remember his last name. Tyson. Sorry, Tyson did sound and did an amazing job, but uh, it's just funny. Like every the people on the video. If you're listening, if you've already seen it, so there's. Uh, Who's in the band? Uh, Dregs on keyboard, Pounder on drums, LeBron on bass, Chris Johnston on ukulele, yeah. uh, Bob McKenzie on cowbell. How did you get Bob in? Rod Smith on recorder. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Hedger, Lindsay Hamilton, and Tessa Bonham, uh, background singers. Am I missing anybody? You missed a good shoot yesterday. Jeff O'Neill on rap and also plays the role of the general manager. Yes, yes. So he dual role. Yeah, so, you know, the song basically tells the story of a GM trying to tank. Yeah. And O-Dog plays the GM in the video, and uh, he's he's full O-Dog. Is he? Yes. And so that... I laughed more watching these guys do their takes than than I've laughed in in a long time. That's awesome. Particularly the rap, because we... The rap is very fast, and as you can hear. And it's hard to do the mouth thing. Yeah. Probably. And so we had to sort of take it line by line. And it was just, it was just amazing. Oh, did a great it. job, though, on those. But yeah, he yeah, did was, a fantastic job. I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I was in that day uh, sitting at my desk, and you guys were in the boardroom. So you have, un, you have to understand my personal uh, pleasure in listening to, I'll do what needs to be done. To be done. <laughs> I could just hear him doing it. He was, he was going for he it, was man. Bit, it was he, was, he was yelling the lines oh, out. Yeah. Was yeah. It was so Lester, good. Lester, of course, did the rap in the song, too. So, yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, then, and it's funny because, uh, uh, you know, I put out a little trailer for the thing today and you'll get, I think, you know, most people like it and they get what we are, but others don't understand. And they're like, uh, boy, this is really cringe. And I'm like, don't you understand that cringe is what we're going for? <laughs> That's the look. <laughs> that is exactly it. Nailed it. I'm not trying to be cool. This is, this is not. A I'm real wearing song. my wife's fur coat. <laughs> I'm a middle aged man. I'm not attempting to be cool. Uh, anyway, good Very times. Exciting. I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, now, there was uh, a shot with a guy with the bongos. At one point, was that guy edited out? Or oh yes, oh my god, I did forget. The uh, you see, Jimbe, we actually. like to throw in uh, Taylor Swift. You know, I'm a big Swifty. Swifty, yeah. She likes mm-hmm. to throw in a lot of what they call Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Oh, I was going to call. It, I was going to say Easter cream eggs. <laughs> <laughs> she into Whoa. her into her videos, really? which means like something little reference that only her diehard fans will understand. Oh. Something that be written on a wall behind that would refer to an old lyric or an old boyfriend or something oh, okay. that all the Swifties would get, but you really have to look hard. And so my idea was to have uh, Puffy and Stoff in one shot at the end of the video oh, for only for the listeners to the podcast. <laughs> exactly. And 
much like he was late for the starting <laughs> of this know, podcast. As we're waiting, the entire crew waiting around to I shoot know. the shot. I'm like, I Puffy, uh, are you almost here? Oh, uh, no, still at, uh, still at home. Uh, Tanya's <laughs> got to pick up the kids. I'm like, wow. okay. So I'm we, a father. I have responsibilities. We put, uh, we put stuff mm-hmm. playing the bongos in the corner yes. of one shot. So I, I haven't gotten, I have to go back to Cade to make sure that makes it. <laughs> <laughs> it's already on the floor. It's, it's already on the editing room floor. <laughs> I, I, I know how it works. No. I knew I was no, going to get gonna, in there. No, so stuff was... is getting in there. I'm walking into that edit suite in demanding <laughs> And that is an Easter egg only for the Rubber Boots fans. Because you know Matt Cade has final cut on all his work. <laughs> oh because I want, I love the idea of somebody, if anybody takes the time to watch the video twice or whatever, just pause it and go, okay, I know all those people, but who's that guy in the corner? Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Uh, Secret insider. Awesome. I even told no. him to pull his hat down so you barely could identify That's him. That's so true. Now, do you think Cade will cut me from the video just because he's bitter that he wasn't part of the podcast as he that was originally built to be? be. Yeah, Cade mm, is one of the nicest happen. guys on the planet, but I feel there has to be an evil side. For and sure. Maybe, maybe that comes out only be in right. editing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully Stoff makes... Stoff has not... Stoff has appeared before in, remember, our Pepsi commercials. So it's not like Stoff mm. hasn't appeared before. Oh, my God. I totally <laughs> forgot we did those. You were in those too, right? Yeah, yes. we actually, those went on TV. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. How did you get away with that? <laughs> well, that was wow. the, not only that, well, that was Kenny Wong's idea. It was Kenny Wong. Kenny Wong yeah, is the one who produced. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so Kenny Wong was a listener to the pod and loved you guys, and that's why he yes. put you on. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, and the, you know what the craziest thing about that whole Pepsi thing was? Yeah. Those were like big time commercials with a big crew and all day shoots. Mm-hmm. They aired one, one time. time. Yeah. yeah. They it's aired crazy. at the, it's like they, we shot them specifically for the end of a Leafs pregame show in the 30 seconds between the end of the pregame show and the beginning of the game. But like those were big audiences. I know, but they, and they only aired them once. Yeah. yeah. Which was good I, for you. I, I liked it because, you know, the commercials. Yeah, yeah, you, they play them ad nauseum, particularly on, and so <laughs> yeah, that would become a meme. With that would have been a disaster. I totally yeah. forgot we had done that. But sometimes I was kind of proud as a couple. I'm like, they could have aired two or three times, yeah. not just once, and then disappeared into mm-hmm. the air. That's hey, listen, funny. that that one with the acapella was a lot of fun. It was great. I mean, I, I, mean, I did the music well, for what it again. We for that one. Barbershop Quartet. God, is that the four of us? Yeah, we're doing this. And you had the tear off suit. Remember the tear off suit? Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's great. It's all coming back to me because I was uh, thinking of the one I... Where you knocked me I over. Totally, I knocked you over in the hallway. I totally forgot that we had done that. <laughs> yeah, what's that, like three, four years ago only? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, Pre-pandemic. Bad, Pre-pandemic for sure. Yeah. Anyway, for sure. Uh, we're uh, a little pressed for time today, so let's uh, get to things that I saw on Twitter. You want to do things I saw on Twitter or do we want to oh. debut? What? Oh. Movies that I read. Oh, oh let's do on that Wikipedia. then. Hey, if we have a new segment, nice. let's go for it. All righty, boys. So this is a pre-contained three-minute uh, three file here that I will play you that will serve as uh, me oh. reading the Wikipedia. Oh, amazing. Okay. So here we go. Rubber Boots Pictures, in collaboration with Wikipedia, presents Snakes on a Plane. After witnessing a brutal murder ordered by gang boss Eddie Kim in Hawaii, Sean Jones is escorted by FBI agents Neville Flynn and John Sanders on a Boeing 747 to testify in a trial against Kim in Los Angeles. Kim arranges for a time-release crate of venomous snakes to be placed in the cargo hold in an attempt to bring down the plane before it reaches LAX. To ensure the snakes indiscriminately attack everybody without the need for provocation, 
he has one of his henchmen disguised as an airport ground employee spray the passengers with a special pheromone that makes the snakes highly aggressive. The crate opens midway through the flight and the snakes make their way through the cabin, with a viper attacking an electrical panel, thus shutting down the power. A couple having sex in the bathroom are amongst the first ones killed. The plane's captain, Sean McKean, investigates the power outage and fixes an electrical short, but is killed by the Viper that caused it. Co-pilot Rick accidentally releases the oxygen mask throughout the plane, causing most of the snakes to drop into the cabin with them. Numerous passengers, including Agent Sanders, are killed when the snakes invade the cabin. The surviving passengers who have made their way to the front of the plane put up blockades of luggage in a desperate attempt to stop the snakes. Rick is attacked and the plane starts to dip downward, causing a fruit trolley to crash through the luggage blockade. The passengers flee to the upstairs first class cabin before blocking the stairwell with an inflatable life raft. Agent Flynn contacts FBI Special Agent Hank Harris on the ground, who gets in touch with Dr. Stephen Price. Based on the pictures of the reptiles emailed to him via a passenger phone, Price believes a Los Angeles snake dealer known for illegally importing exotic and highly dangerous snakes to be responsible. The dealer reveals that Kim hired him to obtain the snakes and adds how the latter managed to smuggle them on board and make them aggressive. Harris gives orders to have Eddie Kim arrested and tried on multiple counts of murder and attempted murder with the death penalty as an option. Harris contacts Flynn telling him that the anti-venom will be ready for the passengers when they land. However, Flynn discovers that the cockpit is filled with snakes and Rick is dead. After a brief discussion, Troy, a bodyguard, agrees to land the plane based on the experience of playing a flight simulator. Flynn shoots out two windows with his pistol, causing the plane to depressurize. The snakes are blown out of the cockpit and the lower floor of the plane. Despite his lack of real-world experience, Troy makes an emergency landing and the plane makes it to the terminal. Puffy, you owe that guy some money. Anyway, the passengers exit the plane and the anti-venom is given to those who need it. Just as Flynn and Sean are about to disembark, a remaining snake jumps and bites Sean in the chest. He is traumatized but unharmed due to a ballistic vest he had worn throughout the ordeal. As a token of his gratitude, Sean later takes Flynn to Bali to teach him how to surf. No snakes were harmed in the reading of this Wikipedia entry. Wow, that that was a hell of a movie. It was. I actually you know now what? want to see it. But I oh. say I saved you 103 minutes. You did. You did. Right. You did. I'm, I'm I would not watch that movie. So, but is this a fair depiction of movies on Wikipedia? Because if if the if the listener is just reads the Wikipedia, he will not get all the like the fancy. Production yeah. values you well, put into well, that. Well, that happens in my head while I'm reading it. So. Yeah, it's oh, very good. So this, this was, was just, just a glimpse into the inside of your head. Wow. Now the only well thing done. I would add is when character names are introduced, you uh, also say who the actor is playing oh. them. Because I kept played wondering, by Samuel Jackson. Oh. I kept on wondering so who is Samuel by, Jackson. But that's not in the Wikipedia. So no. what is he supposed to do? He can only. No, it's it listed is. underneath other is, cast. Yeah. It's yes, not listed as part of. I was just reading the plot. It's going to make you some work. Yeah. I wish that's what Puffy wants. Uh, I like. Is this going to be a, re- a semi-regular segment? Yeah, I love it. Oh, I mean, people I love are it sending in suggestions, so I imagine there's wow, more. Okay. Here's okay. one I wish I would have read on Wikipedia. So Brooksy and I, like Friday night or Saturday night, you know, nothing to do. Hey, let's do a movie. Yeah. And it was pondering um, that M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one you were the talking knock about. Knock the cabin. And was pondering the whale. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Fraser. A lot of buzz. Fraser, yes. What is the whale? That's the one with uh, Brendan Fraser plays the big guy who's 
plays like a super overweight guy, like six or seven hundred pound guy. Yeah, um, I think he won like SAG awards. And yeah, stuff he, stuff he actually well. gained weight for it, too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, like but he, it's I a did, fat suit. Yeah, it's he gained a ton of weight, but yeah. also, also had he can't make suit. a guy. He can't yeah, go he to seven hundred no, pounds. No, no. But then you know how if you're on you know on demand or whatever, it'll have uh, the you know the Rotten Tomatoes popcorn review and critics yeah. review. So we came across this movie called After Sun. I'll show you the, the uh, so it looks oh, okay, interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. looks interesting. It was like 98% critics. Okay. 92% audience. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, And I wow. knew nothing about this film. So Sometimes Brooksy and I are great. like, boom, let's go, right? Mm-hmm. Let's after sun it up. Who knows what's going to happen? They're going to go to a resort. There's going to be murder, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. <sighs> when I say that nothing happened in this movie, <laughs> I mean... Nothing happened How's that possible, in this movie, though. If it had such good critical reviews, so because it's one of those artsy fartsy oh. things the critics love with good performances. A dad, divorced dad. You want me to read a little bit of the Wikipedia? Sure, sure why I won't not? do it as well as stuff. Well, plot: Eleven-year-old Sophie takes a summer holiday to Turkey with her loving thirty-year-old Scottish father, Caleb. I'm out. That is it. <laughs> that is the movie. That's the plot. Yeah. That is the movie. Wow. Now. As we go through, you know, we learned he's divorced. We start to learn he has depression. Okay. Mm. In little tiny snippets. Yeah. And once in a while, they will cut to some artsy shot of Sophie as an adult dancing at a club. Okay. But I'm just like treat. weirdly. And anyway, like there's a bit of coming of age. Not really. Like she hangs out with some teenagers and plays pool, but nothing happens. She does have her first kiss with another boy her age that she played a video game with. Okay. An innocent little kiss. And then I think we are to assume that the father committed suicide at some point. We are to assume that. But they don't show. Because then at the end they show Sophie. um, She's in a relationship with a woman. uh, And she looks like she's tormented somewhat. Mm -hmm. But like there's a couple of innocent scenes. uh, But that's it. And we don't don't know anything. But the entire movie... Is the vacation. They go scuba diving. They go snorkeling. Uh, they play by the pool. They go eat dinner. They have some cute little father-son, father-daughter moments. And that's it. So is this, it two this, hours. This sounds like the first four episodes of White Lotus. <laughs> uh, am I wrong? I, no, you are not wrong. I because, have to, well, I you have are to wrong and not wrong. But it does. But, but White you still Lotus. haven't watched it? The White Lotus is the best show. Oh! Good. Yes, it's he's so okay. Good. It took a while. And, and it, like, I watched. I, I don't know about the best, but wow. Three is amazing. Did Network. I tell you? season? Yeah, first season. Oh, so you haven't even got no, season got, two? No, no. Buddy, I'm season two is I all started. about season sex. Way better. It's so good, season one. The yeah. characters are amazing. The dad is f***ing amazing. Yeah, yeah. Armand or whatever. Armand. Oh, Armand's the best. He's the best. I loved him. It's Buddy, such a good show. Wait till you get to season two where there's... Italian uh, uh, prostitutes uh, oh, again. Oh, man. And it's good. It's, although oh, it's quite charts. a bit of sex, I think, in the first one, too. Not as much as the it, second season. His thing was like they're, each season is supposed to be themed. Right. Yeah. So, so first season is about privilege. First season is about white privilege, and the second season is about money, sex. Money is what they said. And sex but, and power. Yeah. Mm. But although I think th- those are fluid throughout both throughout, of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because money is a huge part in the well, second season, you're not, too. You're not going to be in the, any of those locations without money, right? Yeah. Well, unless you're a prostitute. 
Yes. Um, so that, that money. So anyway, that. do not watch After Sun. I'm, I, I shouldn't say that. Like, I'm sure the director did an amazing job. The actors do a great job. It's a nice story. But so you watch, guys just watch it. But don't two enjoy hours, it. please. No. Read the Wikipedia. Well, um, and thank you, thank you, Puffy, for joining I'm, us finally on the White it's, Lotus. It's so good. It's a, listen, yeah, so man, we'll you, review it in like two months once Puffy's yeah. done. Once you're actually done, no, we can I'll actually, be done in like a week. I'm, I don't know why I'm here right now. I should be watching <laughs> White you Lotus. You really should. Did you you're watch really it with should. Tanya? No, she's. I uh, gave up on her on it. Really? It is. It you is a what? show that it starts. Parts of me are slow. happy oh. that I'm not watching. You know what I mean? Right now. Now listen, make sure you're alone for the second season. I'll really? say that. Oh yeah. Oh, alone time. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you guys do while yeah. you watch TV? Shows? I'm just saying. If you know. I was. I, <laughs> what, what, what's up, man? <laughs> when Brooksy and I go through, uh, like, what are we going to watch? Want to start a new show? She'll yeah. say, "Hey, how about this one?" I'm like, Brooksy. We did two seasons of that before you quit on it. <laughs> like constantly, there's 25 shows that we've started and not stopped. We're yeah, we're trying to figure. I think we're going back to Seal Team because we couldn't figure out. She won't watch Jack Ryan with me. Oh, why not? I loved. We what about Last good. of Us? She's too scary for too her. Too scary, yeah. yeah for mm-hmm. her, she wouldn't. Not like really her. scary. Not? This last episode was pretty intense. Yeah, like, all the way through because you knew what was coming. The presence of the presence of the zombies. Is is a constant little fear that keeps uh, you on uh, edge, uh, right? Uh, it's okay. It's zombies. Uh, uh, it's a zombie show. What do you want? I haven't seen it. I haven't. It's seen not it. like a Walking Dead zombie show, though. Like the zombies are the you zombies are not zombies. Omni, um, they're not om, omnipresent. No. I don't really like my zombies. I like you, reality shows, but this this not reality shows, but shows that are based on reality. Yeah. But uh, I like The Last of Us. It's really good. Um, okay, let's get to things I saw on Twitter. Freaky pigs, strange chicks, world affairs, polar bears, fake news, nice shoes, big boobs, jack dudes, all of these things and more as I sat on the shitter. Things that I saw on Twitter. Things that we saw on Twitter, and last week we discussed Paxton Lynch. Yes. As yes. he was the first one to be benched in the NFL, <laughs> USFL, XFL, and the CFL. Uh, and uh, Jimmy said he would never, ever, ever switch lives with him. Mm-hmm. So I did want to bring this in for context. Paxton Lynch's career earnings in the NFL alone. Mm-hmm. Earnings? To earnings. date, earnings, yes. Yeah. $8.8 million. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. So, so still Jimmy's ahead by 10. Yeah, well, I mean, but not a big it's league. Like two good years. <laughs> 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 All right. That was a joke. Listen. So that, that doesn't change anything. Uh, so yeah, eight point eight though for a guy who didn't play not bad. Well, it's that first round pick, I guess, that mm-hmm. gets you a good amount. Oh yeah, yeah. Did uh, so Carson Wentz got released today? He did. Yes, he did. Is it true he's going to the CFL? Or is that <laughs> every the, league's claiming that? Because well, the XFL, a lot of people are saying the XFL. Or could am be a I big getting name. bamboozled on this one? Because I saw a tweet that something something about him going. Uh, to probably just speculation but, yeah. now. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how, wh- how many NFL. He'd be a good NFL CFL quarterback. I, I don't think he's made to be an NFL backup. A lot of the NFL guys. No, but he's. I think he's, he's had problems th- making certain throws, though, man. Yeah. You got to run. That's what got him. You got to be able to run. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys watched any XFL, by the way? No. I have. Yeah, I have a little bit. Well, do, not a whole ton. But. I do like some of the rules. Uh, the what is it like a three point convert from the twenty or something from the, like from that? the ten, two points from the two, and one point from the one. I believe it's too gimmicky. Uh, but this whole thing now, the NFL. Oh, when you're down by nine, Puffy. Somebody well, I saw one team they did. They were down like sixteen to three, yeah, and they, and they never gave the ball back, and they won, right? Because they just kept on keeping the ball. Well, here's the thing: someone from the NFL apparently has suggested that they do this fourth that and fifteen someone thing. Someone is Eagles. the Eagles. Oh, that's in, yeah, that's things I, I saw on Twitter. Why. Is it not? Yes. Is that why you were getting to eventually? That that now, was literally um, the next thing. I, I, I forgot. Who suggests that? Is <laughs> that, that the I GM? Read the notes. 
Is that the GM or is that the owner that suggests that? When it's I would imagine rule changes would be more GMs. GMs? I mm. think so, though I can't confirm that. But the 4th the and 15 play, basically, <clears throat> the USFL, the XFL has used this. And I believe both leagues only allowed in the fourth quarter. So you can't just do it throughout the whole game and yeah. just mm-hmm. half possession the entire game, right. which does make sense. You have to kick off on other spots. But it's similar. I, I like it just because with all the safety rules put into the onside kick now, mm-hmm. it's really hard to pull off the onside yeah. kicks. But fourth, fourth and fifteen feels like it feels like it kind of should be. It should fourth be and a, twenty. A, yeah, fourth and twenty. Like it should be almost. A re, it should be a really hard thing. It to just get. feels like yeah, any most coordinators like, will find you a know, way to do a, it. There'll be some team in the league that will be able to pull this off every single game. And to yeah. Puffy's point, it kind of takes away from the integrity of the game in the sense you could dominate a game, and somebody could have mm-hmm. you know score sixteen points really quick. Yeah, with uh, yeah. with the without having to makes it exciting though. Yeah, it is, and which is what we're supposed to be striving but for. You do want some kind of yeah. I would say fourth and twenty makes a little more mm-hmm. is more equivalent to an onside kick, don't you the, think? Yeah. Yes. The one other thing I noticed that they do during the broadcast, they'll mic up the coordinators, so you hear the play call coming in. And as a football, like as a hardcore football Geek. fan, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but also, I'm kind of just like, isn't there like a com- competitive edge that you're giving to the defense that could? Well, also could, pick up the call somehow. Yeah, if how how like quick, maybe not now. How but quickly maybe does it playoffs? come in yeah. before the play? Like, there's a good ten seconds after it comes in, and this is what happens too. The announcer will be like, "Okay, they're saying Larry, Larry. That means it's going to be a run to the left." And literally, they snap the ball, run to the left, and the whole defense shifts to the left wow. too. Right. So I'm like, "Do they know the call? Is it just become like how well can you execute the play?" Or, and does that so also take little, away from the mystery of of the game of what's coming? Yeah, there's exactly. been some. There's something similar on on CBS has introduced on their golf coverage, and I'm not sure if you've seen this. It's a graphic that comes up in the top corner of the corner of the screen. So say it's a, a par three. As soon as you tee off, it has it it has a like it's a picture of the green where and it's it, gonna and land. It, and it shows you where it's gonna land. Yeah. And I've heard numerous like golf fans say you've just taken all the mystery out of waiting for the ball to bounce. Yeah, I yeah. kinda like it myself because it, it gives you an idea where it's gonna bounce but doesn't know which way it's gonna turn. Mm-hmm. I find myself going, Oh, I gotta watch this one, it's gonna be close, right? Especially at waste management on sixteen, that's yeah. where they debuted it, I think. But I get the complaints. Like, do you, are we going to take all the mystery out of what we're watching? Yeah, I guess in golf, you don't see the actual shot all the way. So that kind of makes sense. But I also understand people think the mystery's gone. Like, this for me, I like it as a little nuance, but I don't think I want that in every play and every single well, And game. were they doing it every play? More or less. Like, you hear them announcing a lot, and the announcer from th- the play by play from time to time would be like, yeah, well, that probably me, means this. It like, should be sort of like, you know, sometimes in poker coverage, they'll have like a hand where they'll have one hand where you can't see the cards or mm-hmm. something, like to mix it up. You're playing with the player. I think they should do it that way. Maybe you throw it out once in a while, yeah. but for the most part, I, I just you, once you, you get a game it. when something big's on the line, why would the defense yeah. not try to tune into the TV? You know, last second play, and everyone knows yeah. what play's coming. It's probably not going to work. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Uh, well, we got uh, Jake Paul uh, mm. lost this weekend to Tommy Fury ahead of his surprised. fight with Puffy. Uh, Drake bet 400k. I saw that. that. Wow. To win 1.4 million, except he lost because. Paul did not win by TK. No, I want to. He did knock him down. He mm. he got one solid shot in through the full. Fight, I want to yes. do a mea culpa because mm-hmm. I'm not sure I ever said this on the pod, but I'm guessing when when this whole thing started with Jake Paul, I thought it was all fake, mm-hmm. and yeah, I thought yeah. the fights yeah. were all rigged, and I probably said that on the pod because I really thought that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, I did. He's, not. A, he's a legitimate athlete. It seems like right. He is, although he 
in that sport, he's nowhere near a level yet where he should be getting the type of right. no. recognition but and attention. Yes, however, a lot of people in inside of boxing are very pleased with what he's doing because he's not letting promoters rip him off. Mm-hmm. Right. So and he's real fighters want to be able to do what he does where he can make the money, set up the fight, and that kind of stuff. And let's so, face it, boxing was pretty dead. 100%. Dead. And so 100%. the fact that he's brought it back. And that's what so. it's all about is sure. Bringing yeah. attention to yourself and having people want to watch you fight. Yeah, right. and he's before he's this, it was Conor McGregor versus uh, Mayweather that right. had the biggest. Yeah. It was the yeah. biggest fight, right? right? And also with a guy like him, I guess the one thing that works into promoting a fight is you know you know his backstory just from his YouTube and everything alone. Like there isn't as much like you might have a great fighter who doesn't have a marketable story or something. Mm-hmm. So people are already tuned into what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But he's got to to keep it up now that he's lost. He's got to have to improve, right? right. He's he's going to have to get. Well, he's going to have to be Tommy Fury at least. Yes, because I think they have a rematch clause. Oh, okay, that's going to happen. I don't like. I didn't watch, and I'm still not interested enough to watch any of this stuff. But I, uh, I was definitely keeping track of it, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I was interested to see, who, and I did think he was going to win. Now, did you lay a little? Action? No, I did not. Because and I thankfully didn't, because I would have bet on him to win. Well, well I think I most think people seem to think he was going to win. He was a favorite, yeah. Right. Maybe Drake's not going to be able to retire. Fury's brother did put uh, <laughs> put a hundred k on him to win. Who did? Uh, Tyson Fury. Bet put on his, his brother. Bet a bet on his brother. Okay. So, well, if, nice he bet, if he bet on uh, Paul, that might the, fix have been <laughs> the fix would have been in. Uh, I came across this ad on Twitter that I sent to you guys um, for a mini micro camera snake basically mm-hmm. uh, that the the tweet said something like you can even look inside your own ears but for I don't that's know why not my mind, people would be looking that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking like would this put a stop to the colonoscopy industry yeah. wow like if we could just do it at home well if you could teach yourself to do it would you uh, me personally no no I wouldn't but then a couple people would do it a couple times a week you think <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Uh, are these things affordable? <laughs> Did it put a price? No, I didn't click the link. I was afraid. <clears throat> oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, don't know. I mean, it, it, they're marketing it to the masses. It must be somewhat affordable. I, I would use. I would definitely use it for my ears. Really, earwax is a big thing. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay. Sometimes you just don't but want to the, know. The, the, the advertisement stuck in there. The advertisement or? they're talking more about plumbing and stuff, right? See what's clogged up the sink. Just anything, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually had a plumber come by. It wasn't one of these, but they shoved that through the pipe that goes out of our house and stuff, and showed me. So I guess that is one of the more practical uses. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was in the pipe? Uh, grease and shit, I guess. Yeah. 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 Mm. Stuff adds up. Man. Yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that stuff adds up. So that, we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna order, we're gonna order four of those. Uh, I I I find it. I think I would buy one, but I don't think I'd put it on into any of my cavities or any any people <clears throat> I know's cavities. Okay. I would use it for just you know stuff around the house, drop something down a because I, I lose a lot of stuff as you guys might know. Hmm. That would be crazy. You just put a, the camera and go to work, find everything you lost. Sure. Okay, buddy. Alrighty. Thanks. Uh, so this is now tuned into. Uh, uh, who's the reporter on the local news in Toronto? Pat Foran, Consumer Reports. <laughs> Guess with Christoph Mamona. Pat's a very nice guy. I actually, uh, I saw something about Consumer Reports. Like, uh, you know how you have influencer? Apparently, the new thing is people becoming de-influencers Ooh. and telling you what products not to buy. Mm, so that's like interesting. Well, we could do that. I, I Absolutely. Who can't bitch? I've already stuff, said, right? don't, rent a- don't rent after sun. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's a big one. I could let's see what else could I contribute. I I'm any vehicle not mad at a Ford. lot of people. Yeah, that's very oh, true. I got a new I got a new Ford. Do you, do you really? Oh, I saw it on my way in. Yeah, I got a a new commercial what, coming what, out. What color's the new Ford? I'm gonna play this one to you to, 
I might as well play this one for you guys too. Oh, sure. Why not? Since it's uh, uh, another really hokey thing I did. Um, I have to do four Ford commercials as per my contract. Wow. And I frankly was long since out of ideas and long since out of time. Uh, but the fine people at Ford and McAlpine Ford just minutes north of the 407. Um, Pete, by the way, uh, Pete wants me to do more more Instagramming Ford stuff. So maybe I'll maybe I'll be doing all sorts of Ford commercials. Who am I? What am I thinking? Maybe it's maybe all my Instagram is going to be Ford commercials. This is my new one. Pete is in this one. Is he? Oh, okay. Nice. I don't know if you'll be able to understand it just from the audio, but we'll try. The trade talk is really intense right now. That's me driving. The truth about trades is they're tough. Often you have to give up something great, something you love. And that can be hard for all involved. Here comes Pete. Right. Here you go, Pete. I throw my keys. Join your aviator, James. Pete throws it back. Boom. And some trades are awesome. There you go. Oh, that's that. pretty good. Now, that's timely. A, that's an unproduced thing. There's going to be music, like sad yeah. music at the uh, beginning, then happy music. Because, yeah. hey, I wasn't talking about hockey trades. Mm. I was talking about trading in my car. So is this coming out today? I think it's got better. They've Ford better approve this sucker because yeah. I got to get it out in the next I, two days. I don't know. You might want to save some trades for a trade deadline. <laughs> wow. And at the end, they're going to put every dog has its day. And today's. <laughs> By the way, uh, not to not to be a Ford shill on the podcast. Uh, they're not sponsoring us here yet. But um, yet. I love this new car. It's got. Uh, do you, any of your cars have this thing? I know it's existed before, but this is the first time I've seen it. Where all the relevant stuff on your dashboard you can see in the window. Oh yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. out your front Mine window. Has that, yeah. So I know what speed I'm going. Like it's right. James, in my I think you're being eyeliner. a little bit insensitive to stuff. He could barely get his car here. <laughs> but my four rims don't even look alike. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know what you're talking. My dad's uh, new car actually does have that. Nice. Where it, like it's almost like a laser thing that's amazing. Something. And the person in the passenger side can't doesn't see any see of it. it. Yes, right. Well, and we can. have to drive up. We're driving up. Uh, to Kingston this weekend after Trade Center to see uh, my mom's turn 90 today. Happy 90? Birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's a huge family get-together for my mom's 90th, Incredible. and I'll be driving the new Navigator, and there'll be uh, my family in the back with comfy third row, and Hugo probably back How many there. of the uh, in-law kids coming? What do you mean, like the girlfriend-boyfriend yeah. thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, you have room in your car? Only... In that new car, probably. No, not. Yeah. We're just sticking it, sticking to family. Just this time. core family. Yeah, thing. you got to get. If you like it, you better put a ring on it. So uh, that's well, fair. Well, so fair. it's not. It's not going to be like the uh, Koliakovo bash from uh, Friday night. Oh, we should talk about that. Uh, Carlo Koliakovo turned forty on Friday night. I, by the way, was exhausted. We had a long day, and then we had a lease game. But I wanted to come see my friend. This, I don't know if you've ever thrown yourself a party. Now he has a twin brother. Paolo? Paolo, yes. I did not know that, by the okay. way. I only found that on social media. This They rented this big hall in the Wood Bridge. Yeah, of course. That's what you do in Woodbridge. Or Vaughn. Vaughn, I guess? Oh, that's what Vaughn. Oh, whatever, whatever Italian. Yeah. And, At uh, the Terrace, which Woodbridge this people was a, recognize. Puffy, this was a show. Like, was there was it? like hundreds of people. Really? Open bar, massive balloons, live band. Wow. Hi- what? Hypnotist. Hypnotist. Food, food, unbelievable. Food, food. like f- all over the place. The guys, when I walked out, they were giving out uh, those cheesecakey peanut. You could the make your own. and stuff. Oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. Make your own was a grappa? And it was a who's who of uh, Italians and people on TV. Whoa. It was like, if you've ever been to an Italian wedding, that's basically what it was. Well, it was Italian wedding. But like a pretty upscale one. Yeah. Really? Like table, for, the whole bit, eh? For my oh, yeah. 40th birthday, like I, me and Brooksy went to, like, 
got a takeout pizza or something like that. I don't know. Tanya did a surprise party for my 40th. Oh, no, I did have a surprise party in, yeah. when I lived in Angus Glen. That's yeah. right. And oh, all, well, those Angus Glen parties. Yeah. And, well, I know when they did. I'm going to have to edit some of this out. <laughs> so for each one of us, they, you know, put it. You think of the equivalent where, of, Hold on. Just where did the keys go? That's all I need to know. <laughs> how, was, how big was the bowl? All of the hot moms in yeah. Angus Glen dressed yeah. up as cheerleaders. Oh, for your and, birthday? And did a dance. Oh, wow. Me. And all of the men dressed also up dressed as, uh, dressed up as uh, like yoga gurus and did oh. like a yoga thing for Cheryl. Oh, my God. So that's oh, that's very nice. Yes. And then we all had sex with different partners. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. That never happened. Only a couple of times. <laughs> Only a couple of times. <laughs> no, there were, I never, if there was a key party in Angus Glen, I was never invited to it. I believe there probably was a couple, but I, I yeah. never attended. You only hosted. Uh, should we wrap this sucker up? We've been going for a while. Yeah, Let's probably get yeah. back to work. Do you want to get a little listener? Yes, yeah. of course. Listen to the mail. Listen to the mail. Thank you for listening. This first one comes in for Pro, uh, Paul Truncheon, and uh, he's basically is he a writing, new is he a new listener? Yeah, it sounds like or a new email. Never heard that name before. New emailer, yeah. first time, long time, first long time listener. Person. Okay, yeah. And uh, welcome, Paul. He Thanks basically for your tells support. us that our sexy time music yes. mm-hmm. has been evolving, and it's now evolved into an Instagram meme. Oh, nice. So he sent in this post. Obviously, you're just going to hear the music, but it's of a guy working out, like he's setting up his weights. And then halfway through, he realizes it's too much weight and he's struggling with it and the music changes. Let's take a listen. (laughs) Love it. That is uh, George Michael's Careless Whisper. It is. One of my all-time favorite songs. Mixed in with uh, our classy uh, sexy time music. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, you got some suggestions for a dead deadline day should that occur. Uh, Andrew Barron. Please, please keep them coming. <laughs> Andrew Barron <laughs> says uh, maybe a live pod on Friday to help fill an hour or two. Just uh, do the pod during the show. Yeah. Bring yeah. you guys in. You probably have a little Because I think we're going to do that to an extent Put one of our tables overdrive. in the basement or something. Yeah. Overdrive is our big backup Friday. So like if it's really dead, it's just like throw it over to O and Hayes and Noodles and let them fill 20 minutes. Oh, that's, that's what gold. they do. That's what we should do, right? Yeah. yeah that's a good idea. If you're going to go to anything, why not? Yeah. Roscoe writes in, uh, how about a wiki review of uh, Unusual Suspects? Well, that was probably meant for a different part of this, but that's fine. <laughs> I will do that. Maybe not on trade deadline day. Uh, Matthew Bauer, look forward to the special project on trade deadline day with the podcast. Okay. Nice. So oh, because we talked happening. about it last week. Uh, we talked uh-huh. about it for the first 20 minutes yes, of the podcast. that's true. Correct. Uh, Jake, Jacob Landry, an all-day show of the Rubber Boots podcast. Jeff Krause writes in, record an episode of Rubber Boots where you ask each panel member if they've watched the White Lotus yet. So, <laughs> you could do like a solid hour going through all the panels. You could do that yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Or a Friday, rather. <laughs> or like that, like that. I might, I might actually do that. Um, Remind so, me to do that, Puff. When it comes to other podcasts, we have a suggestion here from Mark Peters. You guys might like this episode. And it's the uh, People I Mostly Admire podcast, episode 99. And it features one Golf legend Greg Norman. Oh, oh of course, that's I think clever. You guys should both listen to that. I will on repeat, probably. One of the all-time greats. What a what a weekend for Liv. Boy, I was riveted I actually to watch five minutes Charles ago. Howell the Third battle down the stretch I with did, Cam Smith and DJ like fourteen strokes off the pace. I did wow. try to watch because I was watching a lot of the uh, PJ. Yeah, and then I went over to watch some Liv, and uh, I don't get the CW. <laughs> and then I couldn't find it on YouTube. So is it, it just, still on YouTube? 
Or is it only on Live, CW? I imagine, yeah. It's on Game it's, TV as well. I saw it on Game TV this weekend. Yeah. Live, yeah. CHCH, do I think? I'll make one last oh, thing yeah? about Live. I did try to, I watched a little bit this weekend. Oh, Ooh, someone's a look fan. who's coming yeah. around. And uh, my thought is just admit what you are. There's some great, you have great golfers. Yes. And you try to create this party atmosphere where everyone's boosting Nobody, up at all no the holes. Really no one's really I know, but just don't try to pretend something you're not. Like they, they've the, the announcers, I think, because they're getting paid so such big bucks by the Saudis, they're trying so hard to say this tournament's so huge. This is going to mm. change someone's life, and you know all the players don't care because they already whoa, got paid. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're telling me that how the player- didn't change his life. Well, Charles Howell made a. If you look at the all-time money list on the PGA Tour, yeah. Charles Howell's like eighth. It's no re- chance. I'm not kidding. He's There's re- no chance. He's re- he has been a money machine for 20 years on the tour. Maybe not eighth, but like top 20. It's ridiculous. And um, so, okay, he made four million or whatever this weekend. Plus him. team earnings. But I'm just saying, like the DJs of the world don't give a crap. No, but that's well, the thing. Yeah. DJ just doesn't care. But the commentators are trying. They're, they're like, DJ, when, know. when you guys won the team competition last year, how did you celebrate? And DJ's like, oh, I went home, bro. Exactly. He's being honest. DJ. He's being honest, but I mean, if you're going to call out the BS, you got to call it all around. It's like the PGA players who first said that Liv was horrible because it's owned by the Saudis and human mm-hmm. rights issues, blah, blah, blah. And then months later, he said they'll be okay with it as long as they kick Greg off the tour. Right, right. Crazy. Like, so no, what happened to all the stuff? Oh, well, look stuff, at Paul right? Casey. Like, Paul Casey, Brooks Kepka said they would never ever go. And then be, they went. With Paul, as they Paul could, Casey yeah. said it would be hypocritical because he supports a children's charity. So, oh, a hundred percent. But you're just calling out your and own live players. Money talks, baby. <laughs> no, I'm calling. No, I'm calling too. out the PGA guys who are saying that right. they'd be okay if Greg wasn't involved after yeah. taking different right. stances. Come on. And Kepka will never be my guy. I think you. Just you know if you can accept what it is that it is like. You know, some really good golf players playing in something that's different. Uh, the team thing's got possibilities, but they still haven't quite figured it no. out. But just admit that nobody cares. Don't try and David Faraday can't just be sitting I, there and saying, James, what this league is, is going to come out tournament. and say, hey, uh, welcome to the thing? I know. Nobody's watching. I know. I know. Yeah, and, and also, even the PGA Tour doesn't like sit the there at the Honda Classic. The pretends they're a bigger deal than they are. No, sure. I know. And sure. and the PJ Tour, no one cared about the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Still, do people really care that much about the playoffs? Yeah, and they've been going around no, for how many years? I, no, no, you're, just you're, in general, I don't true. think there's ever been a time that this early in the in the golf season, people were talking about golf this much. Well, here and here's the thing about PJ, which I I wasn't sure about this. Like events like the Honda, yeah, like it's a totally secondary field, but I don't mind it. You get two guys out there trying to change their life, and then happen to get a really I'm good. I'm watching finish. way more PJ Tour. Like non-major events mm-hmm. than ever because mm-hmm. of exactly you kind of know oh this is a big one this one this week was yeah it's a not good a big course, one so I don't have to still, pay much attention but, but maybe still, I can check out good, the last couple of watch, holes watch these guys sure. it was good stories yeah all right enough golf I don't want to save the sport all right, yeah snack bites snack bites you're gonna say I was gonna ask you your expert opinion don't go please I was gonna say Brooks Kepka comes back says I want to come back to PGA you're the commissioner or whatever you take him back I don't know. I think eventually, because that, that would be a shot at live if you let him come back, but I don't know how that would work with the money. and I don't know. I, I would like to see all the best golfers back, so eventually I think I'd have to find a way to let him come back, but I don't know how you deal with that. Just as a side question about golf, but not this, have Brooks or Deschambeau won a single event since they had that feud? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I don't yeah. think so either. Eh? Yeah. That's interesting. Really quickly, you just mentioned this. Uh, could you put in a clip from last week's podcast? <laughs> where uh, in our continuing efforts to unintentionally ignore Lester, uh, Lester was ready. We were t- commenting about Liv, and Bob Weeks was here, and Lester was about to make a point, 
and I didn't hear him. And I just stepped over him and said, let's get Bob Weeks, the expert, to say. And then you hear Lester go, oh, just play that right here. Hey, listen. It's I, your undying let's love let, for let's the Let's let the golf the expert, golf expert, the Hall yeah. of Famer, Weeksy weigh oh, in. yes. I'm sorry, Lester. No, I just wanted to. Okay. Call I, it for. I listened to the podcast, and uh, oh, but listen, it was the sweetest thing I ever heard. You, you understand. I, I was just joking. I, I know. I knew. I know. <laughs> but it, it made me laugh. Anything else before we go? Uh, snack by Pete writes hey. in, I have found what is considered to both be a snack and a, a snake and a snack bite, toward two worlds colliding, and it is a picture of Haribo twin snake gummies. So like the gummy bears, but they're snakes, I guess. So, oh, well, there you um, go. A snack and a snake. That can be a symbol now. You should, should put that on his avatar. Absolutely. As I said before, Roscoe wants me to review the unusual suspects or the usual suspects. So you're uh, just going to repeat things now? Yeah, I'm going to repeat things. <laughs> Ryan Hayden was in the chat saying he's happy that the episodes are coming fast and furious. I asked if he was in the shower as he's often listening from me. He said no, but to which Andrew Barron said he's listening in the shower. It's my turn. So. Oh, wow. Very okay. nice. So it's listening. becoming a thing. Uh, shout out to Andrew and all the other Drews in Drew Gang or hashtag Drew Crew. Drew nice. from our, uh, They all listen to us? Wow. They Drew come out to the... Uh, the premieres oh, on Thursday the Drew night, Crew. So the Drew Crew. Awesome. Uh, we're here. Is everybody here next Tuesday? Yeah, I am. Okay, so we'll do another one next Tuesday, then I'm away for a week, yes. so we'll take a little... And we'll wrap it up on this. Greg Lockhart also was at the premiere. He said, it's been a long time since I've checked in and said hi to all. Oh. If a gold bar league even still exists, I might be able to join again. <laughs> so we'll put him. We'll put that tally in the... Again, we're working GPR. on it. A lot of efforts going on behind the scenes. Yes, grinding. <laughs> Deals are being arranged. Uh, pray for us all. Uh, not just uh, not just myself, but Puffy, and uh, and pray for Lester to get a, a hit song. Hey, this be hit song is big writing credits. It's a banger, yeah. baby! It's a banger, everybody. And uh, and I don't know why we'd pray for you, stuff. But uh, I have to put wow. this whole thing together. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Um, I need and more if we survive, than Oh yeah, if we survive, we'll see you next week on the Rubber Boots Podcast. He's the general manager of an NHL team, winning the Stanley Cup forever his dream. But before you come first here, man, you gotta be last And he knows a kid who turn things around fast Be crappy for Connor, be bad for Bedard Losing is easy, but winning is hard I've seen some good ones, man, but this kid's next level Like all of the Hughes brothers wrapped in one devil Players won't take, no, that just ain't their way But GMs can let all their black aces play So pick up your phone, call Kyle, call Ken Trade all your free agents, start over again Be crappy for Connor, be bad for Bedard Losing is easy, but winning is hard You don't need no scouts or analytica just watch this goal against Slovakia. I kept my top score off, can't play too sick. Trading my captain for three draft picks. Called up a goalie from the ECHL. Got Bob McKenzie on the cowbell. I knew what needs to be done to be the guy who drafts number one. And if I don't win, man, don't be silly. I'll take Leo the Sweet or Adam Bantillin.
huge brothers wrapped in one devil. Be crabby for Connor, Connor, Connor. No point in honor, honor, honor. Be bad for Bedard, be bad for Bedard. Absolutely no shame in losing heart. Just missing the playoffs is no place to be. So I'm trying to come last, but don't tell Gary. Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight?